auto sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Well, hello there. Welcome, my fellow conveyors of currency, to another installment of Canned Conversation. My name is Andrew, and with me as always, my good friend, Stephen. Hola. Hola. <laughs> it's almost Cinco de Mayo. Cinco right? de Mayo in our world. Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, going to be celebrating that a little bit today yeah. uh, with our selection of can. Um, tell me, my friend, have you ever been electrocuted? I, I have done some poor electrical work and been shocked before, so right. I'm going to go with yeah. So you, you're in that yeah. club. Yeah. Well, I'm a new member of that oh. club. <laughs> no. Are you really? Yes. Reset the clock. Zero days. Until, zero days. Not quite last. zero since, since the last electrocution. Oh, um, but, uh, man. Yes. I, I, uh, What'd you lick? What outlet? <laughs> so I was changing uh, switches, that, and there was two switches, and I wanted to change the one. So I went over and uh, I turned off the breaker. Yeah, you know where you try to find it until the light yeah, goes out. Yeah, you flick out. every breaker until yeah. Yeah, and the light went out, and I'm like, "Bam, got it!" And you know, get into that switch and realized after I touched the other switch that it was live. Um, it's on a different because breaker. it was on a different breaker. Uh, that was the first time I had uh, had that scenario happen. And yeah, and it's one of those where I was like immediately. It just bit you though, right? Like it didn't like you weren't sitting there going, no, right. and somebody had to come with a two by four and hit you. Like had I, had that happened, my own weight would have pulled me down <laughs> off of it because you know there was I wasn't uh, it's not sitting. Not where you like electrocute yourself, pass out and lean into it, so you just keep doing it. it just, my tongue fell yeah, right onto right. the just, live yeah. wire. The, so this was just a, it bit you real quick, and you go, "Holy crap, that yeah. wasn't pleasant." Yes, that's real bad. And things were tingling. Yeah, or I'm like, I wonder how long that's gonna last. Like as long as the nine volt on my tongue. Yeah, no, or a little longer. It and, scares you a little bit, right? I mean, like you're like, oh, a, where right where you're like, am I am I okay? Am I okay? Like five minutes, and it was pretty much gone. I'm like, I'm good. But uh, yeah, I had done, I'd gone a long time. I didn't really want to f to feel how that felt. I know a lot of electricians. If if they were to be listening, they would laugh at me and go, "Oh yeah, we do that all the time." Yeah. I mean, I knew an electrician that used to say, "Oh yeah, I used to I uh, would change out switches and outlets hot." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh well, that's just a waste of time with those breakers. That yeah. takes too long." It does. Yeah, I, I'm not an electrician, but I, that's how I do it too. I'm like, <laughs> it's taking too long. I, I'll get a little extra. My brain will get a couple extra firing, you know, synapses, and I'll be good to go. Yes, it actually did give me more energy throughout the day. I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, it is early May, so we have uh, Star Wars Day um, that that's in celebration for those yeah, May that, the fourth, like the May the fourth, and uh, obviously then Cinco de Mayo. So we'll interlace a little bit of that throughout the show, but the Sweet. show's not going to be specific to, to any of those. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about money today. But is our, as is our sacred pastime, one of us brings a new, unique, or rare beverage to try. And while we put our liver's functionality to the test, we will do our very best to give your brain some food to chew on. Um, as I mentioned, today is going to be about your relationship with money. Cool. And uh, later in the show, we'll review and rate the canned beverage and let you know if you should try it while taking in all of the coverage and commentary, as well as all the pomp and circumstance surrounding the royal coronation, or none of that since it's all a bit silly and meaningless. Agree. <laughs> if you're into the royals, enjoy. Uh, that's not my alley, <laughs> but you know. I'm sure they put on quite the spectacle. Seems like so, a lot. Speaking of money, seems like a lot of money spent <laughs> yes. on getting them to put a crown on. Yes. Uh, so um, let's uh, let's yeah. get into this, this can because I'm excited and I and I uh, would like to enjoy its contents. Great. All right. So let's do this. <sighs> Someday, Abu, things are gonna change. We'll be rich, live in a palace, and never have any problems at all. Oh yeah. This music bed is called Energetic Hip Hop. I love it. It's again the electric electricity theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. 
So did you put cool. your thinking cap on while that uh, line was playing as to what movie that is? Uh, so that's Aladdin. Very good. And, and did you figure it out by him saying a boo or did you just happen to know just that Just the one? voice. Okay. I've watched that movie a hundred thousand times probably <laughs> at some point. So yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. All right. Well, that was Aladdin, and uh, I think it's it's a good um, kind of kickoff as we'll get into the topic here um, with uh, oh, one day I'll be rich and all my problems will go away. Is that how we think about money? Yeah, you should do more Disney movies. I can really crush Disney movies. I think. <laughs> all right, What'd you so, bring us? So I brought us uh, Dia de Martos, um, which is actually a six-mile bridge. It's a St. Louis beer. It's a Mexican-style lager. Um, and I probably pronounced it wrong because I never can, I can't make it sound. Like, yeah, de Martos. Yeah, but there's mm. a, you have to roll some tongues. Yeah, in there, like somewhere. And Martos, Martos. I think it's Martos. It is Martos. Dia still the Martos, whatever that is. Is that so, Day of the Dead? Yeah, it's, yes. And it's a black can. It's got the cool um, Day of the Dead skeleton on it. Yep. It's got sugar skulls on it. Um, I don't know. It's just a cool looking can. It's all black with silver lettering and. Um, it, and I love the top of it, which just says, um, insert fresh lime. And there's a bunch of arrows pointing to where you open <laughs> right. it, which is awesome. So it's a big can too. It's a pint. And we do not have an, a fresh lime to insert where I, I should have brought a fresh lime to insert. Sorry. It is vegan friendly as well. This um, is brewed by the Sharing Brewing Company and located in Maryland Heights. Maryland Heights. Mexico. No, that's Missouri. Missouri. I thought that might be Mexico. No. no. Uh, but yeah, five point five percent alcohol by volume and one pint Florida ounces, <laughs> whatever that is in Florida ounces, sixteen, <laughs> I think, right? What is it in Mexican ounces? Yes, it's pesos. Yes, it is one hundred million pesos. It says on the side, we've brewed this crisp Mexican style lager with celebration of lime in mind, perfect on its own, or drop a fresh lime wedge straight into the can. Enjoy chilled with good company. It is chilled, and I do have good company, so perfect. We're gonna I believe enjoy. we're going to enjoy this. We're good. Yes. So I thought it was a good can for this episode. So yeah. All right. Fitting. Uh, so let's get into, let's talk about money. We've kind of talked about various aspects of money in different episodes, but I recently watched uh, a documentary, uh, that was on the Netflix. Okay. And, um, it's, it's called how to get rich. Now it's a bit of a clickbait title, uh, which, you know, I understand in this world when you're streaming, everybody has streaming services yeah. now and they're all competing for your money, um, that they, they had to put that. But I, I would have, if I would have titled it to what I think, the major theme was it was how to live a rich life um, or are you living your rich life? Money, monetarily. Yeah. Well, yes. More a focus on money, but okay. there it goes beyond that. It's like how money, how, how your relationship with money okay. evolves or is and how it can evolve. Okay. Just for the record, you know, I'm a late adopter of Netflix. Um, right. As in like 2023 when everybody else had it in 2018, 19, whenever they had it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. We're, we're way behind. And so you've been <laughs> sending me doc documentaries um, or documentaries, either right. one, both, probably both. Yes. Um, and I have been trying to like vigorously catch up <laughs> yes. and enjoying it because I, I love documentaries and there's or documentaries, either one. And I, they're, they're both great on Netflix. So I've, you've, you've sent me this one and I think you probably meant for me to watch it, but I didn't because it's on my watch list with a hundred thousand <laughs> other documentaries. Uh, it's um, when you get to it, but I'm, you're going to get a bit, a bit of a taste of it here. It. Cool. Um, and it, watch it or if, if it keeps being deprioritized for other stuff, then feel free to uh, watch it later. Cool. Um, but there's a, the host of it is Ramet, Ramet Sethi. Um, I believe he has a podcast and that's where I think he started sort of um, okay. this uh, theme of his because he does definitely uses some words and phrases that he builds upon. And I'll use a couple of those and kind of tell you where they are. Um, there's eight episodes of this particular uh, documentary. Uh, documentary. Um, and so I just, you know, I'm not going to get into what he necessarily does with all of these couples and or, and or individuals that he works so with. He counsels people. Yes, he, okay. he and um and gives advice in terms of relationship with money. And I'm I'm I kind of keep saying relationship because I thought that was an interesting take, right? Okay. I feel like um 
we mostly think in terms of money as this thing, right? That we, that is an integral part of our lives, but I don't necessarily, at least for me, I didn't really go, I have a relationship with money, right? I, it's a very deep rooted, uh, psychology. And he even calls it the psychology of money. Everyone has a different psychology of money. So sort of the first thing we're going to take a look at is what is our psychology of money or what is our relationship with money? Uh, and then in the second part, or depending on, you know, kind of where it is, where we'll rate the can, um, we'll, we'll uh, talk about what it means to live a rich life, at least the way he talks about it. And are we maybe potentially living our, a rich life or, or do we have ways to go? And what does that look like? Okay. So um, money. So we're not going to really get into the specifics of, um, you know, I'll just use one of the examples on that show was, you know, you'll, you'll hear about, oh, budgeting, you know, and if you're having a hard, if you're having a hard time with money, spend less, right? Save more. Save yeah. more. Got it. And so, you know, stop going to Starbucks right. and buying that $7 coffee instead brew it at home. And I've never really been that. It's, it was so cliche. And I think everyone uses that one, right? For yeah. whatever reason, coffee has a bad name for being overpriced. Right. I guess it's probably because everyone can sort of relate to going to a coffee shop and paying probably more. A premium for, yeah, a premium for better, that, better right, coffee. That Great. they could make at their house right. for substantially less. Um, but that, in you know, in terms of what we're talking about here, that actually sort of goes against this theory here of, you know, if you really love going to get that cup of, of uh, Starbucks, if it's Starbucks or you know, if Whatever. it's another premium coffee place, because there's a lot of them now, yep. it feels like, you know, then you don't have to just stop, right? Because then you're not necessarily happy, right? So you got to find a good way to get to a happy place. Okay. And so the first part of that is looking at your psychology of money. How do you, what is your relationship like with money? So, um, as I know, I took some notes on my own because I kind of, I, I stepped away and I did a, a retreat, a silent retreat. Did you? Did to you really some reflection and analyze and my own internal. feelings? Okay. I, I really did a that deep dive. That seems like something you would do on my feelings about money. Yeah. And I was kind of curious as to what I would come up with if I started kind of writing things down. Of going, you started a journal that also I doesn't journaled. sound like you. <laughs> yes, it's a diary. Dear diary. Huh. Dear money diary. Right. Money and I met today. Yes. All right, so I'm just going to kind of get started on sort of where I, what I think my money psychology is okay. and, and hopefully either relate or say what's different because hopefully it's a little different. If you just go, yeah, that's mine, that's mine, then it might be a I little have, boring. I, I have a really good feeling we are not on the same page here. <laughs> I think so too, but to a certain extent. But um, Okay. But some of our upbringing, I think, will be somewhat similar. Our fathers were very similar. Yes. Uh, so one of my... So from my earliest memory until I was eight, my mom raised me as a single mother. So I don't know if I've said that. I know I've, I've sort of mentioned I'm quasi-adopted because I'm adopted by my stepfather. But it was just my mother and I for the first eight years or so of my life. And we lived in a zero-room apartment, right? <laughs> right. The, only so door in the, the only door in the place was the bathroom door. Everything, it was just one sort one of big giant room with a, type thing that you made a slight turn to go down a gallery, a kitchen that was super tiny. So, um, and she had a retail job adventure. That's what she did. And that's yep. how she kept us going. Um, right. So she made our life on that, you know, so it was not exactly rich. Because at the end of that <laughs> is, is you had a sister. It's like that was after right? she married. Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. So I this was the, the, yeah, yeah. the early. So this was real early. Yes. Okay. So um, based on that, like, and our necessities were met, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise we had to make do with what we had. Yeah. Um, and sort of my first, tight. my first relationship were what I I wrote down lesson. My first uh, lesson on money um, was that money is scarce, <laughs> and uh, money is security. When you have some of it, there's some security. When you don't have it, there's not a lot of security um, there. And that frivolous spending is wasteful spending. Saving is protecting. What do you think about that? Just what's your thoughts uh, on so that? So I, I think, so I didn't, I wasn't raised that way. Um, however, we laugh, my, my sister and I laugh a lot. Um, when, when, when my dad died, uh, my mom had already passed away and my dad died we 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 kind of chuckle. We're like, we grew up thinking um, we were poor, um, 
it was just never the case just <laughs> but but he he had that same very very frivolous very you know he you know never we didn't have he never had fancy cars like he always had mm-hmm. used beaters right like we just he didn't think that way like he toiled over spending money on anything and he researched it to make sure he's getting the very best deal for the amount of money he had to pay and then you know he's like you know he bought you know we bought our house in cash right so you're like I didn't even think that like, he's like, if you can't and his, he told me one time that I was blown away by it. He goes, if you can't afford it in cash, you shouldn't buy it. Like that's an excellent point of what your psychology is. And do you think you, I think the the point is, did you adopt that for yourself? Like that's your dad speak. Yeah. I, I don't think I did. And I don't also don't think it's smart. Okay. So, you're, we'll get into why I don't yeah. think it's smart, but and, I, I was raised kind of that same way, but yeah. very differently. Cause my, this resources weren't scarce. We just felt like it, it was <laughs> right. inappropriately felt like it. Like there so were, here's so where yeah. I caught up to you Okay, in my childhood. So after eight, my, my mom married my then stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a college education and a job at McDonnell Douglas, um, you know, out of college, uh, working with computers yeah. as a database administrator, at least that was what he was toward later on. And I'm right. assuming that's what he started as too. He was always very into, uh, into that. Um, so our standard of living definitely went up, right? Yeah. I mean, Two it incomes, shot up. One, yeah. One of them is, is significantly higher in an in industry. Yeah. And he helped my mom get on a path where she became, uh, a, she had a job in computers yep. at her work where she worked at American Red Cross and she worked her way up. So out of venture, right, out of retail, nothing wrong with retail, no, but no, it's no. just going to be a limiting factor on how much money you can make. And then, but she definitely improved her earning potential. Yeah. My dad had his earning potential. And yet I didn't real, really feel a change in the force. Yeah. So there's a thread for May 4th, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a tie-in. Yeah. Um, I felt a change in our family dynamic, obviously, because now I had yep. a stepfather, had a little bit more security or, you know, what I felt was more of a secure home, I guess. Um, but I didn't really feel this all of a sudden uptick, uh, other than we did move out. We eventually moved out of the apartment and we had a, we moved into a different apartment that I had my own room. So, I mean, that was big. That was big. Yeah. But, um, he grew up in a family of seven kids. Oh, so they he was were, one of seven. They were scrapping for his stuff. His dad was military World War II vet who then opened his own small business selling eyeglasses. He wasn't an, a doctor of optometry, but he was an eyeglass salesman. Okay. Feeding seven, seven kids and a wife. So I... You know, I don't know that he would necessarily agree with this. So if you're listening, Dad, he's probably getting a <laughs> kick out of what, like, how I'm Your breaking this down it, yeah. as, as psychology speaking. But, I mean, everything in their house was hand-me-down, right? Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> it was – so I I think that just that it's a trickle-down of, like, yeah. it was – my next lesson was uh, basically um, money is to be saved for a rainy day because when bad times happen – you can't, you, you still need to pay the bills. Yep. Um, so it goes back to, again, money is scarce. Money is security. Saving is what uh, smart people do. Poor people spend money on a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I, I, I'm a hundred. <laughs> yes. I'm a hundred percent there. Um, I think my dad got it. Like he was an investor. Like he was mm-hmm. very big on saying, and when I first got a job, you know, I got, we got married, I got married young, um, and, and was, had a decent job pretty young. And so he was like, you are going to invest. You are going to put money in your 401k. I am going to sit down and help you balance it. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like he was very like, you will be putting money away. You, you need to be planning. Right. You have, you have a child, you have a wife, you need to be planning for your future. So we had those conversations. What I think probably is late in life but it was really early back then. Like I was like 20, probably 22, maybe something like that. I, like I want to have those conversations earlier. I should have been having right. those conversations earlier with my kids. I probably didn't, but, um, but those are the things you need to be thinking about. Um, right. But so, saving is important. So I will label this was saving is important, but one step further, interest is power in the hands of the beholder. So when you're saving money, 
be it investing, mm-hmm. you're making interest on the investment, yep. whether it be uh, the yield on a savings uh, account, savings bond, or if you're investing in stocks, it's the uh, you know the um, return yep. that you can get. That in the hands of you as the investor means more money. You're putting your money to work for you. But the interest on loans and so credit cards are evil was sort of what I, the, the family discussion, like yeah. just the discussion around the house, you know, if, he never really sat me down and goes, boy, credit card companies are evil. Right. He may have said that, <laughs> you know, he may have actually, but like, I don't want to put words in his mouth um, completely, but he would say, do you know the interest rates on those things? They are straight stealing from you. They are criminals. I believe he called them criminals, you know, at times. And it was like, so he was, all of these things that he would discuss would be you be the one earning interest, not paying it. Um, you be the house, not the gambler, right? And I even to this day, I'll go into a casino and I'll have enough that I'm willing to lose, but I hate it. And I'm like, because I go, I would rather be the house. I know I'm going to lose. Yeah. You know, there are no odds in my favor in this You're place. going into it with it with entertainment money, not yes. I have to win money. Right. But it's always about who controls the, the ability to make money on the money. Yeah. That's what he taught me. And I think that's what your dad was very much into. I mean, he was, was. an investment and, club. It, it, and, yeah, and credit cards were a necessity because sometimes you just have to have them. You travel, you do those kind of things. But right. for the most part, nothing should not nothing should sit on a credit card. Right. I think that was always his message. That's a loan to yeah, pay off the, lots of little things. Immediately. Or it, <laughs> or it's not worth having it, right? right. Like, it, yeah, it'll build up on you. So, yeah, he was a, a big into investing. You should put as much of your money away and let it work for you mm-hmm. versus you working for it, which is what credit cards are. You're working for a credit card because to trying to yes. pay something off versus your money just sits there and works for you. If you invest it right, like it just does things. You don't have to even know. Like, right. like exactly. That's awesome. Like it just sits there and builds more money. That's perfect. Do yeah. that. You want to double your money, put it away and don't look at it. Right. And stop thinking about it. Don't like <laughs> right. literally let just let it do what it's supposed to do. So would you say, um, because again, I, I feel like I sort of caught up to where you guys probably were and that I always felt poor. Yeah. Um, and, but not ultra poor. It's not like I, I mean, I knew there were people way less fortunate than myself because I was able to go to a parochial school, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, and that cost money and we always had food and, you know, we, and, a place to, to sleep. But I feel like I was conditioned not to really ask for stuff. Like if you're at the store, which is different than my kids, I feel, and maybe this is a, this is an ongoing parental. Well, you know, um, parents always think that their kids always want everything. And maybe my parents thought the same. Cause I'm sure I asked for stuff younger, but I feel like I got sort of conditioned to knowing what the response would be. It would be, can I have that? And they yeah. would go save your money yep. or put it on your Christmas list. Uh, because really Christmas was, we got one, one or two things on our birthday. It was not a huge celebration for our birthday. We'd get, you know, I got like a soccer ball one year and, you know, but Christmas was sort of the, was the high point. We would get like three or four things, um, you know, under the tree for us. So it was either save your money. Then once, once or twice I saved my money. I bought something and it, compl- it turned out to be a complete dud, right? Like, like not what I expected. Right. You know, the marketing sucked me in as a kid. Yep. I got it. Arm fell off an action hero. And I was and like, like, oh my God. I, I saved up three, uh, yeah, four, this is three, five, four, five months. months for this crap. Yeah. And it's trash. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so I think we were, again, looking back, it, it's, it's amazing how ignorant you are about things, right? So looking back, we had a very middle classy, you know, we weren't, there was a bunch of rich kids in town. I get that. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, those kids got new cars when they turned 16 mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Great. And I'm not, and I'm not, nothing against that. It's just, right. it's just different. It is just different. But there was never an expectation that you were going to buy me a new car or mm-hmm. like Christmases weren't bad, but there was, my dad was thrifty about stuff like yeah. for yeah. like big items, especially big items, right? Like <laughs> he's like, you're not going to, new cars are a dumb investment. Like you just go buy a used car that somebody's kind of broken in and right. like, that's just better. So, cause this, what happens as soon as you drive a car off the lot, it, it decreases and it depreciates in value. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, the mantras, yeah. I mean, you've heard the, the yeah. same things that my, my but, dad would go, as soon as that car leaves the lot, it depreciates in value, but I, I mean, <laughs> you I lose money. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I can't remember back to a a Christmas or a, a birthday where I I go. I didn't ask for that, and 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 not, I asked for something and I didn't get it. Like, I got most of what I wanted. Like, I would have at some point. I I probably should have asked for more. Just kidding. That's yeah. That's hor- but I guess it was like. But it wasn't a regular occurrence for you to be like at the store and you go, "Hey, I want that," and then your mom or dad would put it in the cart. Yeah, and no, go. Just didn't, sure. Yeah, every every day wasn't a shopping spree for sure, or like yeah. you just didn't get whatever you wanted. Or we're gonna go shopping. Let's stop by the toy store. You pick out a couple of things. Right. That that would that would in my youth would have been your like, head would explode. I yeah, right. silver spoons to me. That's the life, right? Oh, that's the show. That's a good reference, right? man. Where I was like, that kid had a train in his living room. That's the life he's leading. Yeah, right. You know, where his dad could come in and go, "Hey, we're gonna go to the store, and you pick out some stuff and bring it home." That just is not the and, life. That, and so when we were growing up, that was what you go. That's what rich kids look yeah. like. Uh huh. You're like <laughs> they have like they have a they have a, a train a mansion that they can ride. Right. They have trampolines <laughs> inside. They have all this yeah. like oh my god that guy that kid had so much stuff. Yeah. That was such <laughs> yeah. a good show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And I too I like I my uh, I had the <laughs> kids funny. that were very, were I don't know if they were rich or not but they had way more than I do. I remember the first house I went to and I said you got a pool. In your backyard, <laughs> you know that's yeah. not not even one of those things that like you blow up or that you, uh, that you set up above ground. I mean, this was like an in ground pool. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's the real thing. That's yeah. money. Yeah, that ain't cheap. No, pools and, don't uh, come cheap. I'm like, can I hang out here often? All the time because I, you're right. You have the newest video games. And, yeah. Um, and and for me for Christmas it felt like yeah my parents were the same way. I feel like the big stuff I always got three years after it was huge. Like I had to wait for a long time to get a Nintendo. Everyone had a Nintendo that I went and played, and then they, they one Christmas they're like, "And here's a new Nintendo. Are you super excited?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I am." Because right. now I can play I own it. Because now I can play it here. But I've it's been for a while. Yeah, I've experienced every game already. <laughs> it's been out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think my dad was such a researcher on stuff. Like he was an engineer. Uh, your dad's a, a DBA at heart, right? Like he's he's a data guy. Right. Um, my dad was an engineer. He's also a data guy. He's a math guy. He's a science, like ceramic engineer stuff. Um, so they did a lot of research. They like data at their disposal. So some of it was, for us at least, I think, some of it was he was just analyzing everything. Like, is this a good decision? Is this the right decision? Mm-hmm. Is this the right money? It seems like it's overinflated prices. I'm not going to buy that TV yet because I think it's going to come down. You know, Consumer Reports says that should come down <laughs> in three months. I'm going to wait. Right. Like, he just, like, oh, my God, analyzed everything to death. So that's funny because I feel like you're describing me now. Yes, 100% I am. <laughs> Because I put on here with all of the things I've kind of mentioned where like it was save your money and then or save the UPCs off of 16 cereal boxes, cut them out, put them in an envelope, send them off, wait eight to 16 weeks until they return it. And then that piece of crap that you ended up with and you're like, okay, so my lessons that I I garnered out of that and my relationship today with money is that I believe you get what you pay for. Yep. And I know you and I have had this conversation where that's like my mantra. It I'm is. like, don't I've cheap heard, out, man. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> yeah, don't cheap out. It's going to bust on you. You're going to buy three of the same thing. It's going to cost you more in the long run. And fully vet purchases. Don't buy, buy blind. Like, don't just go pick up something or the shiny object, right? Ooh, piece of candy. Um, so I, I will review, look at reviews. Uh, yeah, you pr- Do weird, like, you know, make sure, like, and then, and then pull the trigger on probably something that's definitely not the cheapest. It's not the most expensive, but it's probably middle to a little higher than average because I know I want quality and I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. This is done. where you and I deviate, right? I am willy nilly at best. <laughs> um, I'm a bright shiny object guy. <laughs> yes, I'm sometimes a the cheapest the cheaper the better guy like i want this but i don't really know what i'm doing with it so i'm gonna buy a cheap one because if i break it i won't feel bad and then i'm like this thing doesn't really work the way i want it to i'm like "Ah, i should have bought a better one um all the time like that is my i just buy stuff like literally i so where do you think that comes from you have that you have that is it is it that you were like well i know what my life was like as a younger person i don't want to live that way or where do you think that I, I don't know came I'm a, from? A, being adopted? I'm a weird nurture versus nature experiment. Probably at some point, um, I think um, I probably have in, inherited some genes that are a little bit more sp- spontaneous. If I had to guess, um, 
not, not had to guess they are. I've, <laughs> I've got some spontaneous genes yeah. that just go, you know, you might, I, I don't have any genetic relation to my, my dad, but he was a data guy and math guy and, and thought everything through. I don't think like him. Like I, I learned lessons from him and I, and I can think in some terms that he did, but a lot of what he did didn't never made sense to me. I'm just like, all right, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, so I think I have some weird genetics that, that go really counterintuitive to what I was, how I was raised that I just like, I'm going to buy stuff like my, that's why I don't get to, like, I don't manage any of the money in my house because I'm not responsible <laughs> with it. Right. Well, I shouldn't say right. I just I, I'm saying right to I know that in your situation, your wife does the majority of the yeah. uh, the legwork. Um, yeah, for... Amazon's like a horrible invention for me because I'm like I want this and I'm like buy now gonna, one click buy. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> and um, so if it's big purchases, I do tell her about them or like right, right. Well, we talk through stuff now because I know how spontaneous I am about. I'm like I really want this and this is why. So I hold off on stuff like that. And I, there's been a lot of things I'm better at holding off on, but. Right on. But I do not research stuff. I'm like, this seems to have good reviews. Great. <laughs> Bye now. The stars are pretty full yeah. of gold. It's over three. Yeah. Buy it. What's funny is I'm not genetically related to my stepdad right. either. Right. And what little I what I do know about my biological dad, he's not like my stepdad at all. And yet I really take after monetarily speaking and yeah. money and my relationship with money, I really take after. He had after a bigger impact on that piece stepfather. of your life. Yeah. Yeah, I really took it those things in the heart. When he told me a credit card companies were evil, I was like, they're out to get me. So all I'm going to use credit cards. All you parents out there who are listening and you have little kids, if you have little kids, use words like evil <laughs> yes. because those are the things that stick. That does, right. Make it traumatic. Fear. I mean, like scar your children <laughs> over it because you can yeah. drive good practices into them through fear, guilt, shame, and pain. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All right. And another Sorry. one of his, you know, if it, he really loved, uh, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Um, and I really took that to heart where now my poor family, you know, I'll go. Doesn't get to have anything that looks Well, they'll too, come up and they'll go, they'll go, man, look at, look at this. This is amazing. I'm like, that's a scam. <laughs> I can tell right off the bat. And they're like, I really, really think it's going to be okay. You know, it's, uh, it's off this website. It's mostly a foreign nation to yeah. be unnamed. And um, it might take five weeks to get here. It, it, it's a good deal. And now this was a little while ago, I think, when some of those websites were a little bit more popular and they would order them and they come over and they like can fit a doll. Right. You know? And you're <laughs> like, like I got a piece this, of clothing. I got this dress. You're it's like, so it's, small. it's just a piece of fabric and it's, it doesn't cover your arm. Or it's just the wrong thing altogether. It's yeah. just whatever they wanted to send you. Yeah. And you're <laughs> it, never going to return it. No. There's no return. It, Came over on a container. Right. Like, how, how many stamps do I have to put to return this <laughs> to right. wherever it came from? And you bought it for $4. So, it takes 27 to return it. Yeah. yeah not worth it. So I, I, right. uh, so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of interesting. So I guess in summary, so I kind of set out a couple of my big things and I think we've kind of hit some of yours along the way, but I don't want to miss anything for you. Um, but I would say my, like my relationship with money is I do, I still come from that of money is scarce. And so, um, and it is secure. So like I want, you know, when I, when money is available through earning power, let's say, and you get a, like a raise, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't want to just spend it frivolously. Like I, I plan things out, right? That's you're um, a planner. I'm a planner. Yep. Um, and I use data. I'm a frivolousler. And I budget. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I vet purchases and I don't do that. And I, Always I'm trying to look how to outmaneuver what I call, I guess, the man, but whoever, like in the in terms of interest, right? How to have the best possible interest rate on something I have to have a loan for. My house, I can't buy in cash. Hats off if your dad bought the house in pure cash. Right? I'm like, <laughs> what the insane. hell is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I have to have a mortgage. How do I make it so that my mortgage is the least amount of uh, you know, percentage uh, APR, you know, and then on the reverse, how do I maximize my returns on the money that I'm putting wherever I'm putting it? So the funniest thing I, I have seen lately, and I'm going to throw this out and we'll, we'll see if, 
we've started to get hate mail or hate comments, which I love, or people that are angry with us. And I, I actually, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent digging it. So if you just think this is the stupidest crap you've ever heard, send it to, yeah, put a comment on wherever you listen to this and go, Steven, you are a moron. It's all good. Um, but I saw a, a thing and of course it's on Instagram reels. So who really knows what that is? But, um, so it talks about, um, rich people leverage debt. Rich people don't put money in stocks, they leverage debt. And the reason is, is because your debt is not taxable. Income is taxable, capital gains tax, all that other stuff, all your stuff to get all that money out is taxable. Where your money comes from is having valuable assets and having as much debt as possible to, because that means that's money in your pocket. So if you have $100,000, it's better to take, put $20,000 down and buy five houses on, put $20,000 down on each one and for a $100,000 house and you've got $500,000 in assets sitting there, all in loans. That is assets on your bank account. You've only spent $100,000 and all of that's You can write all of that off, right? Well, it's just the interest. Right. But it's all wrapped up. So when that goes up in three years or five years and you can sell them all for whatever that is and start flipping those into a, a higher investment account, you're rolling over into you're rolling your loans over right so you're you're still pulling out somebody else's money and using that to gain liquid assets like it like it's it the the whole thing yeah. was don't use like you should be using loans because i also don't know that you can write off mortgage interest on a non-primary residence because they know that that is for uh income i'd have to look that one up either way that be the hate mail you're talking about? Like yeah, somebody, so goes, somebody goes, no, you're tax you're law, man. Crap. I don't. All I know <laughs> is do that research. I go the opposite direction of that, and I feel bad when I hear that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I should be leveraging debt more. Um, because you could go take, like, I don't have a lot of loans right now. So I could go take out loans and go, I'm going to dump $20,000 on a property and then Airbnb that thing out and make it a, a you know passive income. And then and then in two or three years, I'm going to pull the, the equity out of that and put it on a bigger house. And like you start doing those kind of things where they're rolling it. It just takes work and I don't right. freaking want to do it. Right. right. Um, and that's where we get into the next thing where we're going to talk about living a rich life because you might be like, hey, I don't want to do all that work. Right. But now if you pay off your house, like say you own your house outright, and you go, oh, I could get a mortgage and leverage my house at a, if now, right now would not be a good time to do that because the Fed is up to interest rates 10 times in a row. But when it was at near, they're on a roll. When they were on that record low where you could get a th- maybe, uh, maybe 30 year fixed for like three or 2.5. Yeah. yeah. And then you take all that money and you put it into a, a treasury or something that is a guaranteed almost like five or six, whatever yeah, it is, right. or high yield, uh, uh, you know, account, then you're making the difference. Yep. And that's, that is in line with what I'm saying. You're the one that is holding the cards because the math works out for you. You are making the better interest and paying off the lower interest with the house money, which I get, right? So you're making money off house money. Uh, yeah. I think in theory, what I think is well, that- not in theory, if you have a guaranteed Yield now. If you yeah, put in no. stocks, it's, it's it, you volatile, could lose it, right? It's <laughs> right. But what I think is is interesting is is I think when we talk about like um, uh, there's all kinds of ways to get around taxes, which I wish I was better at. Not gonna lie to you, it pisses. <laughs> I hate. I freaking hate taxes. And the reason that there's rich people in the world who go, oh, they don't pay any taxes because they're smart. Don't be angry with them. Be, be or they mad can at, afford lawyers. Though, yeah, be mad at yourself for not being smarter. Um, the government's taking your money more and more, right? Like the more you make, the more they want to take from you. It just, it drives me crazy. Like insane. Oh yeah, I have a bullet point when I get into the next thing. Oh, we haven't gotten into the next where thing I, yet? I tell you how much, like... We haven't even rated a beer. I know. Do We're we on a roll. That? Oh. Um, I, I'll say the last thing that, uh, the last thing that I'll say, and I think it goes with what you're saying, is um, if you borrow just to borrow to buy things that aren't don't yeah, have dumb. equity value, then that's a poor life, yep. right? And um, I, I think, and I always, it's always interesting to me when I go to a restaurant where I go out um, where there are a lot of people and you can see these people that are all flashed up, right? Yep. Uh, they have these sweet shoes on, these, you know, super bling, lots of yeah. big jewelry. And I'm like, now jewelry can sort of, maintain some value i guess i i wouldn't put it up there with um 
other equity. You're, you're saying real estate investments may be way more than uh, right. I mean, a diamond than- ring is you can resell it, but you're. I mean, depend. It's just a different ball game, right? But my point is, is it seems like the flashier I see, I always think those people probably don't necessarily aren't have the most money, right? They have flash. And they can spend a lot. And on that show that I watch, it's funny because they deep dive into these people's uh, all their statements, and they 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 show them on yeah. television. They're like, "This is where all your money's going." And those people that have the flashiest life, they are spending so much money going out the door, and they are basically living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, there's no they could <laughs> they should be a, a, having money that's just piled into an yeah. investment account somewhere, and they just can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, because they're more wrapped up in shopping and showing off, having the a nice a best car, nice best suit, yep, hair I, done, nails did, all that stuff. I watched a little weird thing on like Jordan Peterson, and I know he's a controversial figure, but he basically said your lifestyle, it's sixty thousand dollars. You if 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 you can't like so basically the sixty thousand dollars is the cutoff. You're as happy as you're going to be with money. $60,000. And you can be that same happy at $120,000 or $300,000. But $60,000 is where you can be content and live. Yeah, I saw that when doing some of the research for this episode. I saw that. And then I saw a couple of other things that said, um, in theory, sort of, but no, the more that you make, your your contentment level will still rise. Um, just it, is, it, may, it might not be linear. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like... 60,000 and 500,000 a year are the same. And it's right. And it depends on what you how, think is happy. Right. I think there's Which a lot. Which we're going to get to yeah. after the beer. All right. Well, good. Let's rate then. This Let's is my it. can. I have to start, don't I? Yeah. Sweet. So, um, not going to lie, most of the time when we bring beers, um, we have not tried them. We bring them to the show. We try them live on. I actually tried this. What? A, I, I know. Oh. This is a letdown for you. Oh, man. Um, All of our built up equity. Uh, <laughs> So I'm trying to be honest about new, unique, uh, or rare. Yeah, sorry, but <laughs> um, I'm going to tie this in. Is uh, we went to a, a friend's uh, birthday party, and uh, her husband was a guest on our show, uh, Keith. And so it was. Yeah. It, this was six. Excellent. We went. We went to this brewery, um, and we drank this beer, and it's so good, especially with a lime in it. So I'm just saying. Um, I miss the lime in this version. <laughs> yes. um, I really wish I brought, would have brought a fresh lime. I love this beer, though. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, it's a four for me because I already knew it was a four when I brought it. Um, and that seems like cheating, and I apologize. But I brought Bud Light last time, and I already knew what that tasted like, too. So I'm, I'm kind of on a roll of cheating here. Sorry. But I'm going to go with a four. I, I, love, oh, I like the taste true. of it. I like that. There's a little, there's, it's a pretty bold flavor. There's a bolder flavor to it, um, but it's really good. It's a good beer for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've had a specifically, um, maybe I, ha- I mean, I don't really typically ch- try Mexican lagers, right? Like there's, I feel like Dos Equis is kind of yeah. one that would Modelo? probably fit that bill. Is Modelo I don't know. Mexican I so. or is it Spanish? I don't know, but I like it. Right on. Um, <laughs> and I don't consider Corona. No, that's yeah, no. <laughs> right. But like, so there's a there's very few. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah, this is really good. Um, it has a special, and, and maybe it's unique to uh, Mexican because I haven't had a lot of them. I don't know enough to say like my palate isn't saying, oh, this isn't this is a crossover between a Mexican lager and it's right. hints of this right. other thing. So in my mind right now, what I'm tasting, this must be Mexican lager. Um, and I just don't have enough of it to go, man, I'm really missing out on some of these, but like, this is really good. Yeah. It has good flavor. It does. Um, it's full flavored. It doesn't feel real light or watered down, but it doesn't feel filling. Like I'm not drinking it and going, oh man, this is real heavy. And you know how like an IPA finishes on your tongue funny? This finishes yeah. on your tongue, not funny. Like this finishes the, the, great. the flavor yeah. finishes on your tongue, right? Yeah. Um, and with, with a the lime, good, oh, it's even better. It's got a good mellow finish. Yeah. Um, that isn't weighty. Uh, is the best I can say is just because there's, you know, there's sort of the light beers that you can drink a lot of this. I feel like I could steadily drink this in a, in a whole evening and not have to go to a lighter thing going, Oh man, this is, I'm, I'm, you know, full and bloated. I think I steadily drank this in an entire evening. Yeah. I'm almost done with this. <laughs> I can. Too. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and it's a big one. So where are you at with it? Four. Nice. So I brought a four. I'm yeah. happy with that. I kind of, I yeah. was hoping you would like it. Um, 
good, good, good. Everybody's good. happy. Studio audience is happy. Nice. Uh, my wife also. She's like, can we? I, like, I'm like, I'm bringing this to the, the podcast, and she's like, uh, can you leave one of these home because <laughs> nice. I want it? So yeah, we we drank this for a while, and it was she was digging it too. So great, cool. All right, nice job. You know, six mile bridge. Way to work it out. So let's kind of so we transitioning. It's sort of a, but it's we've talked a lot about sort of the psychology of money, kind of the way we think of it. Okay. We didn't. It, it, we didn't really have a dissenting opinion. It probably would be good to like, you know, if we had somebody that was like, uh, you know, savings for schmucks, you only live once, you know, um, if you spend it, if you got it, maybe just to see where they came from, like what, what drove that, you know, cause I feel like you and I were fairly similar in some of the things that we think, but it's kind of interesting to get other people's takes, which is fun on that show too, because they, they do have people, um, that are experiencing real life, right? Yeah. That just look at it through their own set of lenses. And so he, you know, he, him being who he is, he has to sort of, you know, be able to navigate all those different types of psychology. So, you know, I hope our listeners, it's food for thought. And you've maybe thought about like, oh, what's your own sort of relationship with money? But what it dovetails into is sort of, okay, well, if you know what you think about money, what is the goal here, right? Like in terms of, you know, money obviously is, is, a, is a huge driver for lifestyle, what you can, what you can't do, um, sort of your life. It, it's, it's a major component of your life. So in terms of happiness, you know, hit the point that uh, the, the person made on the show here was, you know, how do you make your relationship like you have with people good, what does your rich life look like? You know, what would you be happy with if, you know, down the, down the road or, or now, like what is your now rich life and are you living it? And then future self, what does your rich life look like future? And do you think you can get there? So that's kind of my, I guess my question um, is what is a, your current rich life look like? And it's not, it's not like, how many dollars do I have in the bank necessarily? I mean, that might be a goal of yours. You might, nobody on that show said my goal is to have $2 million or my goal is to have 500, whatever that is for them. You know, um, right. it, it was more so of things that they wanted to use their money to enhance in their life or not let the lack or not let money pull them down gotcha. or make them unhappy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I've had some reality checks lately um, around, um, like I, I've like I've had a fairly long career. We're you know I'm late forties now, mm-hmm. and my I was told I can't say mid forties anymore, which is kind of <laughs> you're mid until you get to forty eight. Okay, well then I've got a little bit of time, yes. but not much. No, um, you're mid. Um, so yeah, so you know I've had a, a a pretty decent career, and I when I I've had a couple reality checks of people going, oh well I make this much, and I go oh. I'm, I'm doing okay in the world. I don't, I'm not rich. I don't make tons of money, but I've done okay enough for myself where I'm like, we've paid off some bills. Like I don't have a lot of debt anymore. So to me being my rich self is not worrying about money. Like I, I want to be able to travel a little bit. I want to, I want to be able to travel cheaply. So like, I'm still, I'm going to still put that lens on it go, I, I'm, I'm not going to Bora Bora and, and sleeping out over the, you know, over the ocean. I will do that someday as a, as a bucket list trip, but like, I can't just do that three times a year right? or once okay. a year. Like I'm not, I can't spend 10 grand on a, on a vacation that would hurt my soul. So I'm, I'm a cheap vacation still, but I want to be able to not worry about money in a way that goes, I think we should be able to go travel here. I think I should be able like I broke so travel. I travel. I, I broke my tractor last weekend. I'm kind of freaking out about it. Um, I probably need to buy a new tractor and I don't want to. So I'm going to probably buy Ooh. one. I know. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not going to buy a new tractor. This thing's like 80 grand. Who oh. buys a new tractor? Nobody. Your dad taught you better yeah, than that. Exactly. So <laughs> um, to me, it's not, it's not having the worry about money. Um, it's going, I make enough that I don't worry about paying bills or I don't worry about wanting to go do something and not being able to, or wanting to buy something and not being able to now, now do I have my own internal thing that says I probably shouldn't buy that. I don't freaking need it. Like I, I have some of that go on that goes, Oh, you don't really need that. Like I need, I want some new harmonicas. 
I'm not I'm not pulling the trigger on new harmonicas. That's probably only eighty dollars, right? Like, but those eighty dollars add up. If you just buy everything for eighty dollars, at sure. some point you've bought too many eighty dollar things. So I'm like, ow, oh, I'll hold. So that's kind of where my head is. I'm living a, in my opinion, a pretty rich life. My kids are going. Okay. My kids going to college. Right. My other kids independent. We're trying. You know, we're able to travel a little bit. I know. I don't worry about money. So that's that to me. That's that's successful. So I would pull out probably three bullets of that to go. Okay, not having to worry. Yep. Um, But I think that's. I don't want to say that's sort of universal. But what I think when you say that, because I have something very similar, is that I don't want to have to think about every the price of everything I'm buying before I buy it, and wonder if that's going to hurt. Yep. My. financial self yeah does that the the thought process of does this does this small purchase fit into my budget i don't want that i don't want that worry okay and then i heard because i know too like you mentioned uh college for your daughter and so being able to afford to help your daughter through college is probably a bullet yep and you said it really quick but i think that's a probably a bigger thing than you than probably just in fleeting, right? Because that's a thing that you re- that you do. You work hard to be able to do that. Yeah. Right? She's going to the, the travel. Yeah. She's yeah. going to a, a school that, you know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's yeah. kind of what he, it was like, you know, instead of a really big picture of going, you know, I, um, you know, I don't want to just worry about yeah. money and I want to be able to buy things. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nebulous, right? right? Like, so, yeah. you know, if you like you're very goal oriented, right. In in terms of your career, like, like what you preach about, like, right. cause you're a coach, you go, you got to set goals and see if you can meet them. So it, when you bullet point it down, I think I'm just kind of bringing it yeah. down to no, a little I bit lower level. A, I think that's accurate. So I, I bullet pointed a few right. of mine. Of course what you is, did. what is Andrew's rich life? What is like? your rich life? Um, don't rely on debt to make purchases other than a car or a house. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think we've talked about we talked about that earlier. And if I am going to buy a car or a house, I'm going to try to get it the cheapest possible. And I might get to a point where I can buy a car um, outright. Yeah, but I don't buy new I don't buy new cars. Uh, I, I I drive them a long time. My current cars, thirteen going on fourteen years. Right. And the car before that, I had ten. So like, I try to. That's what it's a, yeah. a thing. I just keep cars and try to keep them as nice as possible. Um, but otherwise, and uh, I, I like sticking it to it. the, to the, <laughs> I like sticking it to the man. So I use credit cards. Um, I use one credit card and I, everything that's not a bill, I put on the credit card and I get one to 5% cash back. And then you pay it off every and, month. No, well, I pay off my credit card every month or, or try to, there are some months where yeah. unexpected things comes up and I got to pull out of savings, but I still pay it off cause I don't want to pay interest. Um, but I'm taking their money, their one to 5% cash back. And I let that accumulate up until, so right now I'm sitting on a, whatever amount that is. And when it gets to a certain point where I can pay for like plane tickets to go someplace, then it's travel money, it's travel money. And I know a lot of people have miles. Mm-hmm. I, I've never gotten into the miles game. I can't get into that either. I just, I'm always a cash back person. I want the cash and then I can control where I put it. I might be missing out. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people try to tell me about how the miles can work for you. And I'm like, but I've heard of blackout dates and yeah, like things that I'm like, that. so I'll just take cash. And cause it, and then if an emergency really does come up, I can grab that yeah. and, and use it if I want to. But otherwise it's sort of over there for some travel. Um, so I, I do like credit cards. I'm not anti credit card, but I'm anti like you said, leaving things on credit cards for a long time. I do not want to be paying interest. Um, so uh, okay. earning power. Um, so my goal <laughs> for my earning power is to be able to buy the food I want to eat without having to wait for the right price, uh, both groceries and eating out. And it, I don't know if that sounds simple or not simple, but like when I go to the grocery store, and I don't want this to sound uppity, I just don't want to go to the meat section and know what the Per pound is pick out meat based on cost, per, right? To go, go, oh, it's ten, like or you know, cow is expensive, so it's you know can be anywhere from eight to twelve, fourteen or fifteen. I don't even again, and pork is a certain amount of money. Don't I don't want to go. It's one dollar too much per pound. Yeah, uh, so I can't buy right uh, something to make brisket, you know, or whatever. Um, so that that's and and I want to be able to go to a restaurant 
and and not have to worry about it. Like, and just go. And I and I, right now, I really don't. And that and I feel, <laughs> and, you know, unless I'm going to a crazy, <laughs> crazy expensive one, because I've had to. I've had a couple. I think I, did I talk on this show about the when I took my wife to uh, like that chef's experience one where they make oh. everything for you. Now that bill was the most I'd ever spent at a restaurant, but I knew that one was going to hurt. Yeah, I'm not going to that one every weekend. Right. I'm talking about just it's going. Ex- you paid for an experience. Yeah, and it was a. A big experience. Yeah, I'm talking about just going out. Yeah, take the family. Yep. S- sit down for whatever meal. Um, yep. And Red Robin. Uh, they're not. I'm not sponsored by them, but, but like, you should be. <laughs> you should be. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. Get an appetizer. Get what you need. Here's twenty percent. You know, tip and yeah. it's all good. Go. You know. Uh, so that's one. Um, and stick with me. I only have two more. All right. Um, and they kind of go together. Okay. Um. You should have just made it one bullet then. I should have, but it is kind of a secondary thing. Take longer trips. I want to travel, but you and I have talked a little bit about this. Instead of saving up and then taking the family and like for like a four day somewhere, I want to spend three weeks somewhere. And I want to work. I don't. I don't even mind working from there. Some place with a view over an ocean. A view I don't have currently. Yeah. I budget in time to work so that I'm not taking three weeks of vacation time. Yeah. But on the off time and some vacation time, I'm just there longer. I want to soak in a place longer. Yeah. I don't know if that comes with age or what, but I feel like when I've gone on trips, we blitz trips. Well, and you do, you end up with an itinerary yeah. or you're pissed about the whole trip, right? <laughs> but yes. you, you end up going, today we have to cram in these three mm-hmm. things or these two things, or I want to spend the, even if it's just going, I want to spend a day on the beach. Well, okay, well, let's look for the weather. Right. I want to go somewhere and then, like get done working, walk down the street and go ask somebody, where's a good local bar? Where's a good local restaurant to go into and just go sit in there for a day. Yeah. Just like, this is my night. I like it. I have no worries about, I I've wasted a day. I don't care. I'm going to waste a couple days, right? Like I'm just going to walk around and talk to people and and like feel what the vibe is in this community and and just explore a little. Yeah. Yeah. Do I like it here? Do I, is this a place that I might want to retire someday? Right. No. Okay, great. I got the vibe. I kind of get the different, you know, you stay in St. Louis or, or, or in Memphis or in Nashville or in, you know, Destin or something. You, You can't get a feel for it when you're here for four days. Yeah, you're taking in all the touristy stuff that yeah. you know is going to be fun, and that's still fun. I mean, it I've is. Had, I love. I've had fun doing that, but yeah. I feel like I just I want to relax a little, and I think it would improve some of that work too. Because if I have a better view, if I'm sitting on a balcony overlooking, it's just good for your mental health. Yeah. Just go change your view. Like you and I both do the same thing. We work from home a lot, right? Yeah. And there's days or there's weeks <laughs> right. where if I'm not careful, I don't leave my house. Yeah. And, I'll, and for a little while I go out in the backyard and I pace like a prisoner. <laughs> like literally I'm sure the, the, the neighbors are like that dude's weird, but I go, I go, I gotta walk. I go walk in a circle around my backyard. I'm sure like that, that dude, his wife keeps him. Yeah, as sometimes prisoner. I just go to the grocery store on a random day and they'll be like, do we need something? I'm like, I just have to leave the property. I, I just can't be here. <laughs> right. It's been, Five days since I've left our any farther than our driveway to yeah. get the mail. We live on less than a quarter acre. I have right. not like an eighth of an acre. I have not left this eighth of an acre of earth. Yes, I gotta go. Uh, and my only my last sort of and this is um, this is this goes back to I think you get what you pay for and I like a, just a little bit better than budget is I want to be able to afford the bump to avoid the riffraff. And you know what I mean by that? So you're saying like, I want a speed pass at Disney so I don't have to stand in line? I want slightly better than economy in if I fly. You know, if I can, af- hope, oh. I, I mean, I just want to be able to, that's my, if I can save other places, but then, or if I, yeah, if I go to a place like Disney, but I'm trying to think of other travel too, of, okay. you know, and, and it's, it's to say the riffraff is horrible. That I, is horrible. I, I guess. You're like, you wouldn't talk about hate mail. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> right. You're like, you're an elitist, man. Wow. Um, I am not that, but I do also understand that when, like, if you go to a place and it's like, oh, here's a tour, we have um, a bus and there's 80 tickets available and, or however many. And you're like, you're going to fit 80 people on that bus. I just can't, I don't want to be crammed in that thing. I want to pay a, a little bit extra and get like a, Hey, we do personal tours or a tour that has like two or three couples See, on it. And you get a drink along the way. This is you know? what you view as living a, a rich life. 
Yeah, okay. it's not cramming onto like okay. some. Uh, that's just one. No, I think I'm that's thinking fair. In my head, it's, it's saying I w- I want the upgrade. I want yeah. I want to be able to have the experience, but not full up. Like I don't have to fly first class, right? Or I don't have to have the penthouse ha- suite somewhere. You're not having somebody drive you around a limo, right? You're just saying right. I I want an experience that's pleasurable to me yes. and doesn't feel like I had to pick it because it's a thing I could afford, right? And I want the bottom cheapest thing available. And I, cause you know okay. me, I'm not a big fan of a lot of people. Yeah. So I feel like all, you know, when you do the most budget conscious thing, that's where most of, there's like a lot of people occurs. are going to be yeah. right. Or, and you go to those beaches, you've seen them and you go and I, I can't sit anywhere, <laughs> like, which it, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm an elitist cause I am not like, you know, and some, you can go have fun on all those kind yeah. of trips. Right. But there is something about getting older going, I don't have to do it that way. If I if I if I can afford not to, you want to be able yeah. to go. I can afford not to do it that way. We'll have fun if we do it that way. I'll have more fun if I don't have to because right. there'll be things that give me anxiety. <laughs> right. Where I go, right. I have to stand in line for all this, and I have right. to do this. I have because to go I'm all just this wasting rigmarole. more time of vacation if right. I'm standing in a bunch of lines or if I'm waiting outside a thing and going. I get oh. what you're saying, and it yeah. does sound like a snooty rich person. <laughs> My future rich life, because I know we're coming up on time here, um, is to soft retire at 50, where I can pick and choose jobs without stress and and, and feeling like I'm under the gun. To uh, uh, you know, uh, if if something were bad to happen, like layoffs and whatever, I don't want to be under that level of stress. That where you care. Where yeah. in in our thirties, that would have been you know a huge stress because yeah. you're like, I got kids, I got these kids, I got this stuff going on, I got this. So that's a. I'm still going to be working uh, for sure, but I would I want to sort of fully retire, and I'm I still might work, but then it's any work I do is a hobby at fifty five. So. 55 is um, your date. That now. is 10 years from now. So in five years, I'm, I'm 45 currently. So five years from now, I want to soft retire, still working and making money, but being less stressed about it and then fully retire at 55. Um, and when I retire at fully at 55, I want a, a better view than I have now. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. I hope to find it, but. Yeah. I, I mean, we've got, we kind of, my wife and I were talking and we were like, we got a couple of years that I, we want to spend kind of traveling and that mm-hmm. traveling is with the intent of of saying if we're in a good enough place where do we want to pick up and kind of sit down somewhere else for a little bit and change the view um mm-hmm. get out of you know the middle of the country and go find something go find an experience we got married young and and that was you know so we gave up a lot of our 20s to raise kids and um we go a lot early 20s to like at 20 <laughs> um but and that was a, the right answer, but we're still young enough to go appreciate some of that. Like you, and you were saying, like 50, 55, you're still in good enough shape to go appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like, go do stuff. Go be right. active with your money. Because there'll be a time where, regardless of whether or not you have money, you can't do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're physically not capable of going to do the kind of travel that you're, even if your mind and your heart wants to go, your body can't make it. You can't do the walking. So yeah. you better figure out how to do that crap before your body gets there. And uh, I just want to attack on to our whole conversation because we are at a certain point in our lives where this sort of makes sense for us. But we've been in that place where if you're a younger person, if you're listening in your late 20s in, or in your 30s and you're like in that early family place <clears throat> where we get it, we've been there where there wasn't a lot of mo- extra money to sometimes go around when you're having to like, oh, I need a new fridge for the house or I need this. Yeah. And it's your earning power is less because you're not maybe fully developed in your career, right? So you have less earning potential, but you're still earning money. But you have a new house. You have babies that you're having to, yep. to fork money over for every single thing that they need. I mean, kids cost a lot of it, money. And we've had those, yeah. right? And we've put a lot of money into those. And uh those Hopefully. are not even assets. They're, they're not going <laughs> to no. pay off later. They are high interest yeah. I mean, credit we were, cards. We were on government assistance when we first had our kids at twenty. Like we were yeah. struggling. We were on the you know really struggle bus for a long time, and and you got to work your way out of it. And that took a long time to work. Like where I felt like I'm like oh, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. Like that's yeah. that's a painful place to be. But, but that like when we're talking about our quote unquote rich life, and then you know younger people might have a different. Yeah. type of rich life What's, or even just people different than us obviously just right happiness to you <laughs> yeah. can also still be living paycheck to paycheck um 
you know, for the most part, like you, I have, you can be happy and have kids and right. do all that stuff. You can be happy with, you know, 60,000 a year. You can be happy with a hundred thousand oh, yeah. a year. You can be unhappy with 500,000 a year, just, just for, for sure. the record. So yes. I, and I've seen people chasing happiness and they're not going to catch it. Right. You, I don't care how much money you make. You just, you're not going to do it. I've watched you run for years trying to chase, chase yeah. it. Some so. of the richest people I think you and I have met have had sort of the most interpersonal problems. Yeah. Personal and interpersonal. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, and it's just it's interesting. It's like the 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 theory here is like you're just you you make the goals and then you kind of figure out because like in that show, he would say how to f- figure out how to increase your earning power if you know if maybe your goal is not living paycheck to paycheck, then how do we make that goal? Don't be spending money on things that don't get you towards that goal necessarily. Don't necessarily stop buying the coffees, you know. Yeah. But like, don't spend it elsewhere too. Um, you know, if you have like a something else that's yeah. sucking money out, like high interest credit card that you're just sitting there paying on, that money could be, if, if you figured out how to pay that off, then you could be using that money yep. for something else. So. Trade-offs. Have honest conversations about trade-offs. Right. If you spend it here, you can't spend it here. And money isn't a bad word and shouldn't be feared. And I think that's what, you know, I think a lot of people sort of can get afraid of money. So certain conversations I have, it's like sometimes they don't want to necessarily talk about it. Sometimes it's sort of faux pas to be like, yeah. oh, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> or unless they're usually everybody wants to tell you what a great deal they got on something. Right. <laughs> right? Look at these shoes. I got these for like $25. And I'm like, we should, okay. We should do a whole <laughs> podcast on all the fails we've had over the years. Like, Because I think that's the, the part that, that generates the stigma of how bad money is, is right. that people go, well, I don't want to be the one who fails with it. Oh, I've got if I failed with some Oh, money. yeah, for I mean, sure. like, bad. Right. So It goes to our overall point, I think, of our life is if you, you learn best from your mistakes. Yeah. And like, we've made, we've made plenty of mistakes along the way. I've, I know I have. And- I made them this year with money, <laughs> literally this year. I could probably this week with money. But for sure this year. So yeah, that might be fun someday. Do, just do fails. <laughs> we got plenty of them. Wow. I got electrocuted. That was a fail of mine. Yeah, we're this is good. But I picked we picked that up with this beer because it was a, definitely a good four and uh, balanced my life out with good. the uh, with now the you're electricity. Back into, <laughs> now you're back in balance. Nice, <laughs> All right. awesome. All right. Well, I mean, I think we've run the gamut on this. So cool. uh, we'll uh, shut this one down. And if you have any feedback, negative or positive, we love again, it. Again, we like negative isn't necessarily bad. It gives us good feedback and we learn from it. Um, I honestly and, just like to know where the heads are of our listeners. Like, yeah. tell me where you're at. If, if it's if you hate everything we say, but you listen, I'm good with that too. Just tell me what you hate because I want right. to understand. Like, it, it just give me feedback. We, we need feedback. Yeah. Right? Listen, give us some thoughts, put a comment in and go, I hated this, I liked that. Or right. you're an uneducated boob who doesn't know what the hell's going on. I'm good with that too. Right. But, Andrew, you're a snob that wants to yeah. you know, pay your way around the riffraff is uh, completely unattached to the world today that we live in, that whatever. Yeah. I, mean, you I fully other. expect that somebody would think that, the yeah. way, but hopefully uh, it didn't come across the that The unclean way. masses are coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we good? Uh, thanks, you. Thanks, you. we don't end the show, we will exceed our daily allotted storage space for all the bits and bites. So you see, it's not you, it's us. We must turn off the feed.